I'm Reggie. That's Brian. This is R&B Talks. What's up, everybody? Hello. Reginald. Hello. I'd ask you how your week was. We already said that. That might be a little repetitive since this is a back-to-back episode. Yep. We're recording two in a row. Yeah. This is the first for us. Two in a row, man. You know. Next thing you know, it's three in a row. Next thing you know, we're checking in to get mental help. <laughs> what are you diagnosed with? We're talking to Mike a lot. Yeah. We, we can't stop. <laughs> we're, we're saying a lot of things, right? We're saying a lot of things. Um, so, all right. So I'm going to ask a question. This is going to rabbit hole, but you are a cigar and pipe connoisseur, correct? I would say enthusiast. What would you? Okay. So you probably have 10 different cigars to choose from, right? Like you probably have like Cuban cigars and regular cigars and, you know, probably one that somebody gave you at a birthday party. That's like smoking a twig. (laughs) Okay. That's legit. Um, what kind of cigar are you smoking and why did you pick that one? This is a five Vegas series a, okay. Which, which means it's a Maduro, um, Ablungata. I forgot what the size <laughs> for this one is called. Cause they got like weird names for the sizes, but it's a, it's a medium to full bodied Maduro wrapped cigar. Okay. So why did you pick that one? Cause I like it. All right, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to polish you up as a cigar aficionado, and that's what you give me. Come on, man. Look, look. I I, I like I like full flavors, but I don't want it to be overpowering. So th- there's some of them, like uh, there's some cigars where it's just full, and it's like you 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 like get halfway done with it, and you're just like, you know, I've had I've kind of had enough. So for me, since I like a lot, uh, I do want it to be like full bodied. The the medium full is kind of like where I usually reside. I like the Maduro wrappers because they're a little sweeter. And I think that they, they usually, for me, I like that the sweet little ting it does on the front end. And well, stuff. I noticed when you lit that, the, the smell has almost, and just because I don't have anything else to compare it to, almost like a. You know how when you smell tobacco, it's been pulled and it's got it's it smells like tobacco. But when it's wet, it's got that sweet smell to it. It's almost it's a really good smell. That's the kind of smell that's hitting me. coming. Well, and I mean, look, cigars like this are handmade. They got aged tobacco in them. They're long fillers They're There's a bunch of things in there that make it to where it's not a it doesn't smell gross. Now, people are going to not like cigars fine, but. I mean, it's a it's a good quality cigar that's that's gonna have good tobacco in it and everything. So yeah, it's you're you're kind of on point. Really. Okay, so just just for everybody to know, I ask Reggie these questions at the beginning of episodes, and some of you say may say, "Why doesn't Reggie ask you questions?" That's an easy one to answer. I don't have any hobbies. <laughs> I'm not aficionado in anything at this point, other than being a husband and a dad and a, and a personal trainer. If you want to ask me about physical dynamics, sure, but that's not a very interesting. This is interesting because he knows the things that make him like the things, right? Brian, so, under underneath all that Brianness, there's a hobby that's just waiting to come out. I know, but I, I don't know. I'm betting 
basket weaving. It's possible. Like, <laughs> like, I'd like to look at you and be like, no, I will never become a basket weaver. But stranger things have happened, right? All right, so here's another question. Ah, I'm afraid. I'd never smoked a cigar before. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true. I did one time at a bachelor party, and I cacked up a lung. But <laughs> that's probably because I tried to inhale, and that was a little much. You don't do that. Um, if I was a beginner and I was like, I want to start smoking cigars, where would you start me? Okay. A, the question would be, have you, are, have you, are, are you a former cigarette smoker or not? No. Do you have like preferences in what you like to eat? Do you like stronger flavors? Do you like sweet flavors? I like very bold flavors. Very bold flavors. Um, how long do you want that cigar to last? See, I didn't even know that was a factor. It, it, your first one really isn't so much, but it can help though with like what that may be. Cause like you, you can get a cigar goes, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hours. And like, you know, now that your first cigar would never be that. But that does say, like, where to try to get you to, right? Yeah. So, but usually the first cigar, if you say, I like bold flavors, I'm still going to do, like, a light to medium body kind of cigar, and that's usually going to be something. And I would do, like, a a traditionally, maybe like an Arturo Fuente or like um, a Macanudo or something. They have a couple of them, like something like that, that are like okay. um, the, the lighter medium cigar. They, they actually, they'd probably go that way. Um, it just depends on where you're at too, because there's some, if you have a local smoke shop, that's like reputable and like pretty good. I, I would just, it would just be like one of those where you just go in and have to figure it out. But cause you're not just going to go online and order one cigar. That ain't gonna happen. Are you gonna like try different ones? Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you enjoy well, that first one, and then you want to try other ones, so because this is what I would say is like you go to your go to a local shop, if you have one, and find something that, and usually they'll tell you they'll have some advice too, but find one that's like not very you know that's light on the body, maybe medium, um. It doesn't have to be the world's greatest brand or anything like that and focus on how to light it and not, you know, how to really enjoy the actual like process of doing so more than the actual cigar. So like you light it with a wooden match. Yeah. I mean, you got a cedar, like they use cedar um, uh, chips a lot, right? They're like just little strips of cedar and you light the cedar and then you light the cigar. I don't care. I, it, I don't ever. I can't tell a difference. <laughs> okay. To do that from just using a lighter, use a lighter. You don't need to make it into something not unless not. you enjoy the ritual of it. Yeah, but I mean, your first one, you're not going to know what ritual you like yet. So That's make true. it make it as easy as possible. Okay. But make sure you light it. And this is this goes into like doing a little research ahead of time. Okay, because there's there's a ton of videos online that say like how to light a cigar. Okay, so so to, you know, but what stuff. you're saying, I think I think I'm gleaning something out of this. Don't go to your local gas and go and get a box of Swisher sweets. No, 
<laughs> no. Come on. I mean, look, you, you're you're going to want, look, if you really want to know what a cigar is about, you need to have a real cigar. It's okay. a handmade, you know, the tobacco in it's really nice. It's kind of like that. You're going to not, you're not going to pay like a dollar fifty for a, pay like, get yourself like a 10 buck, you know, light to light to medium cigar that somebody has like either the guys in the shop or, or a friend of yours knows and advise you to do so. Okay. All right. That's not going to be my hobby because that's way too involved. I got to go ask all kinds. Of, I just want some. I, I, all right. You want to know what kind of hobby I want, Reggie? I want a Lego hobby. You just click that bad boy together and get to no, the No, you end. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. I mean, I, I, I guess you could call working out a hobby. You, I mean, you're going to want something that's like it. It changes your perspective and your mood and allows you to free up your mental space for something else. Huh? You're going to want a process. You're going to want something that's a little more involved. It seems. Maybe later. I'm, I'm right wise. now. I tell you. You know what? You know what I want? I need a job. <laughs> that do. lets me do hobbies, right? <laughs> like, it's, no, I, I don't want a job that lets me do hobbies because I would never make any money because I would spend all my money on the hobby. That's um, not, dude. No, you know what? I do have a hobby. I collect shoes. Sure. That's I, a hobby. I did like tennis shoes and sweatpants and t-shirts. Like I, like that is my thing. Like if you, if somebody was to say, Brian, what is your thing? I'd be like t-shirts, tennis shoes, sweatpants. Man, I've seen people have a whole like room for their shoes. Well, I'm, I'm getting close. Like it's getting ridiculous. Like, like I may need to seek counseling. Like it's, it's a little overboard. See, I don't, I like, I don't get me wrong. I love shoes, but. I just don't. There's not a lot of shoes that fit me really well. Let me quantify that to be a little tighter. Athletic shoes. Yeah. If you told me I was going to collect dress shoes, I'd probably throw rocks at you. Well, what <laughs> I'm saying is, I, I've known guys who like who who collect Air Jordans, right? Yeah, but you can spend six grand on a pair of Jordans. Oh, I, know, I, know. I ain't trying to spend six grand. I'm, on I'm just saying, shoes. I know what you mean. You know, I'm a collector of of discount athletic shoes. But, that way. <laughs> but for me though, I'm like, I'm not going to buy a shoe that doesn't fit me. So like, none of those like real collectible shoes work for me at all. Like I would never that, wear them. That's a fair statement. Right? So why is the point? Get a damn That's a fair shoes? statement. Yeah. Fair statement, Reg. Fair statement. All right. Look. All right. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. Not or are we going to do something else? Not Uh-oh. yet. Not yet. You we, got some wisdom. You're well, no. Well, Throw it down on me. Cause this is sort of, sort of in a long about way related, but the shooting in Maine. Oh, bruh. I know. I mean, we got to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you something, man, that when all this went down, something that happened, and, and maybe it's overload for me because the whole Israel-Hamas thing. I know. It's right on the, t- right the, on the whole, cusp of that. The whole temperature of our country, the whole I, – I, I have an extraordinarily high level of disappointment in people right now. I'm with you. Um and this is another example, in my opinion, of somebody slipping through the cracks that probably should have been, you know, kept an eye on. And now a whole bunch of people are dead. And what's the worst part for me, and this may sound selfish, and I know it does sound selfish, is that that he's dead. 
and he's not going to face the justice system for what he did and he's not going to have to pay a price in 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 the eyes of the people that families that he literally probably destroyed or or left permanent holes in um and I know he's probably getting his just dues right now uh, yep for sure but for me to know that those people are never going to have closure and they're going to live with that pain for the rest of their lives it just wears me out man it really does. It wears me out. Here, here's, here's some, here's my thoughts, man. Uh, look, people, and this is what I think because of the way our culture is that we're creating more psychopaths and psychological disorders every day. For sure. I think more and more people are just going nuts just because of the way our freaking culture is in a lot of places. It's maddening. Yep. And, uh, and I think it's even more, you know, I, what, what I don't, what I don't under, well, I do understand the reason why like red flag laws and stuff like that are a really bad idea is because they'll be used incorrectly and will be corrupted really easily. And for sure, you don't like somebody, you tell them they're being nutso, they'll come in and take away all their stuff yeah okay without really much investigation no um but but okay in this instance though this dude was literally nuts yeah you know the reason why you can't do these but that's that's the thing like in a in a, in a culture and a system where things weren't politicized and like blown out of like proportion or used in a really bad way, you could have steps to take care of this kind of situation. But because we're not, because we, I mean, you know, as soon as you put something on the books is like, Hey, if you, uh, if you see somebody and you know, they're like going to therapy for this or this or this, and then, then that can, they can take such and such action. It's going to get, Freaking just abused to all hell. So my problem with all of this situation is that this guy blatantly was nuts and he should have, I mean, he had all kinds of issues and it wasn't taken care of because we, (laughs) because our culture doesn't, doesn't, it's just not, it's just not there to be able to do that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I think this speaks to, you know, the mental health system, which my wife is very familiar with um, mental mental health is a real thing, right? Like, yeah. and I feel like it still carries the stigma that it carried back in the fifties and sixties and seventies where, well, we don't want to talk about that. Let's not, you know, Oh, crazy uncle Larry. Let's not talk about, you know, he's just, he's just unique. No, <sighs> there are trigger behaviors that go on in people. There are, symptomatic things that happen that let you know when someone is unstable and to so desire to normalize their behavior that you would put the public at risk for anything like what happened. I mean, dude, well, just just goes to show how far down the rabbit hole our society has gotten. Right. I, I just think that like nowadays it's really more important than ever to like, be armed yourself and to like be Absolutely. able to defend yourself. And I know that's scary. Uh, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm I, I know it's like 
that's a whole nother level of responsibility. There's a whole nother level of cost and training and everything else. But, you know, for, in, you know, you want to take care of these kind of things. When, when we've seen, when we've seen things in the past, like these events, they're cut short or not happen at all because of someone intervening, not, you know what I mean? It doesn't, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a good guy with the gun takes care of the bad guy with the gun. That sucks. It really does. But it, look, I'll, I'll say this, this scenario, because this is the one I've, I've given many times. Let's say you're, you're in a department store, you're shopping with your family. Someone comes in with a weapon of some sort and is going down the aisles and is shooting people or, or stabbing people or whatever the case may be. You're trying to hide from that guy. Cause you, you want you to keep your family safe. You dial nine one one. The average response time of 911 in most situations is 10 minutes at mm-hmm. least. Sometimes it's actually 20 minutes. So you're telling me that you're you're will you want to wait 10 minutes. You're you don't have anything to defend yourself against this guy or girl whatever and you're just going to sit there and try to hide from this dude for 10 minutes. You have no way to defend yourself. He's going to come through and he's going to kill you and your family. Take that scenario, you're actually carrying a weapon that you know how to use. At least you have a way to fight back. At least you have a percentage chance of surviving that situation. That's all I'm saying. Like and protecting your family. The, the police right? are and they've been ruled this. This is what people don't understand. It was ruled by the court system that police officers don't have to risk their life for you. Yeah. They don't have to. That is not <laughs> they look, if you're gonna get whatever they can step back and watch it happen yeah that's okay they can just cordon off the area step back and watch it happen yeah yeah so so it's it's up to you to defend yourself and your family and unfortunately dude we we live in we live in a society of humans who are messed up well and i think this goes back to the debate between you know gun enthusiasts and non-gun enthusiasts I think that people who are anti-gun look at people who own guns as as potentially dangerous. But yet, if somebody kicks your front door in, you're not going to call somebody with a squirt gun. No. You're going to call a police officer with a handgun. Now, that person kicks in the front door, and I'm holding a loaded 12-gauge shotgun. I don't need to call different thing. Yeah. I don't need to call the police in that no. situation. And and it's and the thing about it is is, you know, it's like, oh, the macho and you just want to shoot. No, I don't I don't ever want to shoot anybody. Like that is not even if you took my top one million things I'd like to do before I leave this earth, shooting someone is not on that list. But I'm just gonna be as blunt as I can be. If you're in my house with my family, you're done. Well, that's the thing, dude. I mean, like, you're you're defending okay, look. If someone is clearly coming in with, like, in a situation that is intent on violence, yep, you're not going to help the situation by like just letting it go, letting him just go buck wild. No, right? I mean, it's you. You're going to have to counter that violent action with your own. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that sucks. But but here's the reality of it. I would just say. Look, I know people have, I, I understand this, like guns, this, 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 <laughs> but they're, they're, they're a tool Yeah. that, that no, there's no firearm on earth that has its own intelligence that can make its own mind up. It's whoever's using it, uses it for whatever purpose. Choose to use yours for the protection of you and your family. Exactly. That's it. 
Well, and on top of that, you know, when I tell people this all the time, and it's, oh, man, if that gun wasn't there, that guy wouldn't. Okay, so you want to outlaw guns? All right, so what we're doing is we're outlawing things that can kill people, right? That's what we're doing. So now we have to outlaw hammers. Yeah, well. Now we have to outlaw screwdrivers. Now well, we have to outlaw box cutters. Now we have ladders. to outlaw knives. More ladders. people die from falling off a ladder than yeah. they do. So, so, so and, and keep in mind the countries that have done this. Australia, UK, the rise in violent crime has been there. Yeah. Now they don't see, this is the problem with statistics and what they do. They'll misconstrue the statistics to say what they want. But if you qualify and define violent crime as, you know, a knife or, or, um, a, even acid or whatever the case may be, it, it has increased yeah. when they've done this. Yeah. It's silly. But anyway, the, the, and, and, the, and the truth is, Reggie, if you, if someone is intent on killing someone and they can't get a gun, they'll find a way. Dude, there was somebody that went through. It was I forgot what it was. It was uh, China, I think, and stabbed 37 people or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the guy in France kills killed. I don't know how many people with a truck. It's just unfortunate because, you know, there's this speaks very directly kind of into what we're going to talk about today, which is a subject super passionate to my heart. But before we get to that, we need to hear from our sponsor, Reggie. Let's hear him. Okay. Are you a small business or solo entrepreneur looking for more of our presence online? Technology is ever changing. And with more and more people spending most of their time on screens, it's important to have your brand out and about getting the most exposure possible. Worried about not having a big budget for website design or social media? At Edwards Managed Technology Computer Consulting, we cater to every business or solar entrepreneur's individual needs to come up with a plan that works for your product and your wallet. Interested in learning about how we can manage your online presence so that you can spend your time doing what you love to do instead? Visit www.emtcc.net to make an appointment or give us a call at one 888-551-2770. Mention R&B Talks for 10% off your appointment. Remote and on-site options available. So the thing the thing that's like in common between like stuff like this is that when we talk about bullying, mm -hmm. there's definitely some psychosis that's going on to actually, you know, even get to that point. Yeah. So when we what do you what do you have in mind, Brian? What's what's your thoughts on well, getting us started on let's the, first the subject let's of first start with Let's get a clear understanding of the types of bullying that there are. And I believe this, um, and this comes from MacmillanHealth.com, and uh, we will post this in our episode. But there are four major types of bullying that goes on. One is physical bullying, which is when someone uses their body or a weapon to hurt or scare another person, yep. right? Yep, yep. Then there's two is verbal bullying, when someone uses words to hurt or scare another person. Okay. Then there's now, there's two newer categories. Yeah. And number three is social bullying, which is when someone tries to hurt another person's relationships or reputation, which seems to be a really common form of bullying nowadays, right? And then the fourth one is cyberbullying, which is a verbal or social bullying through instant messaging, social gaming sites, email texting, or social media. Now, if you're going to get down... And I'm going to speak very, very clearly about this because I, I feel some kind of way about this subject. Um, if you're bullying in any form, you are the weakest person in the room. 
Um, and let me tell you why I say this. You know, I grew up, I hated bullies, right? I didn't have a whole lot of problems with them. I'm a big guy. I could take care of myself, right? Um, my son has been through some bullying as of late, which whole different subject. But really where the bullying has started to really bother me is this, I'm going to call it leftist garbage bullying, which is, you know, you don't agree with me. So instead of me doing my research and being able to have an intelligent debate, call it what you want, conversation, and actually prove my point, what I'm going to do is scream, shout, make false accusations, make up lies, and attack you in a way that is erratic and very frenetic. So people are going to assume by my level of alarm and how I'm talking that I'm right. Um, you know, I remember the, the, the Kennedy Democrats, right? That I didn't agree with them, but they were livable, right? They understood that we were all trying to get to the same place, right? Kennedy Democrats wanted a better America, you know, um, even the even the Democrats of the 80s, when when Reagan was in charge, you know, those Democrats were at least reasonable. But what we have right now is is the antithesis of what the Democratic Party was was at one point, which the Democratic Party is responsible. Let's be truth truthful for a lot of hot garbage that went on in our past. But it seemed like they came to reasonable a little bit there for a while. And now they've gone right back, but they've gone in the complete opposite direction. Right. And it's this, you mean, look at the condition of our government. The, the left is trying to bully. They're trying to assassinate character. They're trying to, you know, make, I mean, I'm going to say it and she can say whatever she wants. Ocasio Cortez lies every day, like lies, like she can factually be disproven in what she says. And unfortunately, that is their tactic. Tell enough lies where you can't discern the truth and bully people into your way of thinking. Okay. I think a really great example of that is when the Supreme Court justices. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they tried to tear them to bits. Yeah, man. Every, every chance they got. I mean, it was exhaustive yeah. and it was like, it got so much where I was just like, you know, I, I, I even, I just turned it off. I just didn't, didn't watch any of it. Right. It was just like, no, I don't. And then it got to the point. I just didn't believe a single word. Yeah. So even if it was true at that point, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe them. No, anyway. Wouldn't right? have, no, think of, uh, think of the tech companies though, that have taken action against stuff like like Russell Brand, I had this whole thing. Um, they almost they almost took his stuff down. I think I don't remember the details now, but I mean, just because only one, only one of his social media sites, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. Actually, stood up and was like, "You don't have any proof of what you're saying, so we're not taking his 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 content." Down. That was Rumble. Rumble. That's right. Yeah. Rumble. But and and I and I, I actually admired him for that. Like, you don't have any proof. But this also goes back to that whole believe the victim regardless of the truth thing, right? So 
here's another example that I get tired of seeing is whenever there's a political speaker at a university and then there's a group of individuals that don't believe him, they like yell, scream, hold up signs, all that stuff while this guy's guy or gal is trying to speak mm-hmm. just solely to inter- interrupt and bully their way to prove a point that they do not have. Well, you know, when somebody asked me the other day, I was having this conversation. They said, well, how do you deal with a leftist bully? It's really actually simple. <laughs> Ask them to quantify their argument. It's the, it's the easiest way for them to, to be quiet and go away. I mean, it's not just, it's not just a left problem either, though. I will, I will say that. It's not just, a, but it's, you, you have to admit that it's dominantly there, on the well, left. Well, I think it's dominantly on the left now because of the way our institutions and the way yeah. our, our media is. That sure. that's why it's predominantly that I'm, I'm not going to say that's the only reason. I'm just going to say that's that's why we see it so much is because yeah. you have institutions and that kind of thing that are fully on like way wicked to the left, right? Yeah, for sure. Right hand, way left. So there's left over there. Okay, yeah, right I, and left got confused. Hey, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just watching. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it it is it is bullying. I'm going to take it back to, though, my own experience. Okay. I was bullied a bit when I was a kid, but only a bit. Nothing really that I was going to, that really affected me for years and years and years. Yeah. I know when I got in high school, though, there was a guy that tried. Um, And he, what I had made a friend with this one guy in PE uh, who was in the special ed class who was, I mean, had, had kind of done some really bad stuff, right? Yeah. But I, for, I helped him out with something. It was just like a weird occurrence. I just helped him out, right? Nothing big. Yeah. And I can't even remember what it was. I was in PE, and this dude came up, was really tried to get in my face. And here comes this guy. And I thought, oh, he's going to jump me too. He steps in front of me. It was like, you have a problem with him. You have a problem with me. And he like, he beat that dude down. Because he was like, he goes, you helped me out, so I'm helping you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it took a bully to stop a bully in that situation. Now, flash forward to I'm an adult. Um, my little girl's in kindergarten. She's in the car driver line. I'm coming to buy to pick her up. I come in there, and I pull in there, and here comes my little girl, five years old, bawling so upset and i'm like what happened and the teacher runs out says there was a situation we got it taken care of we're all good she was so upset she couldn't even get her seatbelt on so i pull into the parking lot and i'm like i pull her out of the seat i'm holding her she's five years old bawling her eyes out so upset and i don't you know and i'm like okay and finally i get her to calm down enough she goes this this little boy like hit me a bunch when i was in the car rider line because he tripped over my feet and she went to bawling again And you can imagine the look on my face at that moment. So what I wanted to do was go back. <laughs> and I was going to do that. I turned purple. I'm sure I was up because I know I was seeing red. Um, And I was just so just hell bent. I was going to fix that right then and right now. Not I was going to do anything to this kid. That's not it at all. But. There was, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember me and so mad. I, um, I don't know. I just about, I just about lost it. Right. 
Uh, and my kid was just, she's like, I just, she told me, she's daddy, I just need to go home. And that stopped it. Like I was like, cause I just got back in the, in the car. I made sure she was good. I got her. We went to get ice cream and I took her home. So the next day, um, the principal comes around and I made sure I was the one when he come, cause he would walk down the line or whatever. And I made sure I was the one that picked her up. I was like, I told Julie, I got this. <laughs> and I told, I told the principal, I was like, Hey, did you know this happened? He goes, yeah, we're looking into it. I said, buddy, uh, you, I, this really needs to get handled. I said, my girl's five years old. She's in kindergarten. This better get handled because this, this is insane that she would be put in a position to where she gets yeah. bullied. And, uh, and then for the next day he goes, yeah, we're still, I'm, I'm looking at the tapes or I got, I'm going to look at the tapes tomorrow. I told her, I said, look, if you, Tomorrow, if I come back to here and you have not looked at the tapes and there's not been anything done, I will find out who this kid is and their parents and I will take care of this myself. I ain't dealing with this. No. I'm not going to, obviously, look, violence is not what I'm going to go for here. No. But I will hold their parents as responsible for what that kid did to my daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thankfully, the next day he goes, Mr. Payne, we've taken care of it. You know, we found out we got all this. I said, can you, you said, well, how'd you do it? Because I can't tell you, but we took care of it. So I never knew what they did, but this is a, these are, these are really young kids. You're like, my daughter's five. This kid, this kid was uh, older, but can't be more than, you know, six or seven years old, probably, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and already having this kind of behavior, uh, that really made me feel just like I wanted to see their parents even more yeah. just so I could just say, what, what are you doing to this kid? Well, I think that that goes back to my next point about bullying. You know, there's a couple of things I want to talk about, but the first thing I want to talk about is bullying is learned behavior, period. No kid is born a bully, you know? Um, and if you have a bully kid, if you follow the trail you're going to have a mom or a dad or maybe an, a close uncle, right, that is responsible for a lot of that behavior. And and no, people don't like to hear that, dude. But I'm sorry. If you have kids and you're on top of having kids and you know your children, I know my sons, if if there's something going on, you're going to know. You're going to be involved. You're going to, you're going to get a sense. Um, so – one of the things that I would say is a great cure for bullying is go, is we need to start at home. But the second thing is there are real consequences to bullying. And I want people to understand and know this. Um, Yale University did a study. Okay. Um, and there's some disturbing stuff. And this is not about now what I'm about to tell you doesn't count for elementary school, middle school, high school. This is college at the job. As we're older, we've seen a million cases of it, right? Um, one, they're going to, on a very high percentage have lower grades in school or performance on the job uh, due to, you know, self-image issues and, and confidence issues. Yeah. They have a greater risk for depression and anxiety throughout life. Well, according to a long study, mm -hmm. victims of bullying face high, higher risk of depression up to 36 years 
after the bullying happened. That's right. I have that stat. They are more likely to have migraines and physical ailments from stress and anxiety yes. all their life, too. That's not just when the bullying is going on. They have a 70% higher probability to abuse drugs and alcohol. Now, tell me that's not scary, right? And and the last one that is so telling is bully victims between the ages of 10 and 65. That's a big range. Are two to nine times more likely to consider suicide than non-victims. Right. So I guess what I'm trying to get, get at here is bullying has a has a resonating effect throughout life, right? I mean, I was very lucky. I was very lucky as a kid. I was getting bullied by a kid in elementary school. And my grandfather, I walked up to the car door. My grandparents raised me pretty much. And he saw me getting bullied. And he said, uh, he locked the car door. And he rolled the window down about that much. And he only said one very short thing to me. He says, I raised you better than that. Go take care of that. And I knew exactly what that meant. And I went back and I probably screamed and swung and kicked. And I don't really remember what happened. Right. But part of our culture nowadays is to appease the bully. Um, I'm the... I'm the go on up there and boop him in the snoot. Let him know that, that you know. Okay. You you bring up a really great subject, and that is how a bullying is taken care of and handled in today's culture. Right? So you've already said it's beyond this. But let's, let's take our schools, though, because the schools, we have a, you know, you're locked in a classroom with a bunch of people, <laughs> a bunch of little kids and everything else. Um, you know, it's not, it's not handled well at all. Yeah. I mean, they got all this anti-bully law rules and everything else, but they, you know, it's, they, they're really restricted on what they can and can't do. Well, and I'll say, doing it. I'll say this to what you just said, right? Um, a lot of schools claim to be anti-bullying schools, but None when you ask bully free, but when you ask them what they do to deal with bullying, it's just hot garbage. It is. It's just hot garbage. It's not, it's, it's, it's dancing around what's happened in hopes that it will disappear. So you don't have to do anything of consequence. Right. So Nick Friedis in one of his little shorts, Instagram things he did, he actually said it really well. Like when, when it, when a child is being bullied, they don't want that bully to be scared of the principal. Yeah. They want that bully to be scared of them. Yeah. Being scared of the principal goes only so far, but yeah. if you're scared of, if you're scared to bully that kid, you you're cutting it off. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what I've, I've told, I told my daughter, well, you know, we homeschool our girls now, but, this, this was actually part of it because we didn't want to, we weren't going to deal with this nonsense because we said, you know, if you get bullied by somebody, you do something about it. I don't care what the teachers say. I don't care what the principal says. If you got to swing at them to get them to stop and that cuts it down, you, I said, don't just hit them once. 
put them down. Yeah. And they're only like, they're only like, you know, six or seven years old. When I'm telling all this. So it's not like it, but it's st- still though, the, the, the philosophy is this for me. I understand that bully, whoever that is, has got to have some stuff going on. Yeah. There's something going on in there. There's, I know several instances I've seen up close and yeah. personal. Right. So, but you still, regardless of that, that does not mean you become this victim and don't stand up for yourself and let this long period of where effects are going to really harm you. Yeah. Put a stop to it. Stand up for yourself. Now, the, the I think the real, let's take schools out of it because honestly, they're not going to do crap. Parents need to be doing stuff about this. And I, I'll say this, you, you got to know your kid. So, and, or, and this is the thing. I don't think now, because I think it's a lot more isolationist kind of thing now, yeah. nowadays, there's not a lot of people close to your kids other than you as a parent. Yeah. So if you're a bad parent, there's probably not very many people that know that your kid's being neglected or abused or whatever, or, or you're, you're being a bad parent means a lot of things, right? Like, it, you, if you're setting the example of bullying, right, and even if you're not bullying your child, they're going to they idolize you. You are what their world is constructed on. So if you're if you're bullying, they're going to follow in your footsteps. And I and again, let me state this very clear. And any bully that wants to have this conversation with me, I welcome this conversation. If you're a bully, you're a punk. Be a man or a woman. Stand up and understand that what you say has consequences. What you say, even if you're not a physical bully, you can hurt people. Words hurt, bro. Uh, here's another story. I have. Um, I was playing drums for this cover band, right? We were, and we. I forgot where it was. We were out somewhere <laughs> playing at a bar, and my guitar player at the time ran into this dude's brother. And apparently they got into it a little bit and they had been, this other guy had been bullying his brother or something. And I'm not talking, I was in my thirties. This is not like, yeah, isn't like, you know, kid child thing. This is like, you know, the we're grown adults now. And this, this guy is apparently harassing or doing something. And this dude was like full on just comes at this guitar player. Like I'm going to, you know, he starts threatening and do all kinds of stuff. And my guitar player was willing to do something, but he was not a big man at all. Like, and this guy was a large guy. I yeah, mean, he's a big fella. And this is when I was bodybuilding, um, doing all this other stuff. I was really fit. I mean, hell, I was playing in like a, 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 a t-shirt cause I could, as I looked pretty all right. <laughs> I was afraid of that. And I just went right, I stepped right in front of that guitar player. And I told that guy, I said, look, man, you don't leave right now. That's my guitar player. I got to play another set with this guy. So if you don't leave right now, I'll make sure he's fine. And you're not. It's verbatim. What I said, I still remember this day because the look on his face, he started to challenge me. I said, bro, I'm being really serious right now. I'll put you through that, that door right now. You want to walk that way? Or I'll put you through it. And I, I guess he saw the look in my face and he said, he starts mouthing off and was backing. He went out of that bar and I told the bar 
Tinder. I was like, can you make sure he's not allowed back in here? This is not, we don't welcome that. And he said, yeah. And so he got, there was an off duty cop that was outside the door, <laughs> escorted the guy out. But I do not respond well to threats. Yeah. Neither do I. Or, or a bullying thing or whatever. If I'm yeah. with you in a situation and somebody tries to do something with you, I do not respond well. Well, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing too. And that's what, uh, here's my point. Yeah. If you, you, there, you have to take a stand, whether you're a kid, a teen, a college person, a professor, whatever. You, it's, you need to be able to take a stand. Yeah. That doesn't mean come to violence all the time. I mean, there's other ways when you're an adult, (laughs) there's lots of other ways you can take care of the situation, but take care of it. Yeah. I set up for self myself many a time, knowing in that situation that my odds of winning that battle was probably pretty low, but you have to draw a line for respect, a line of respect. You're going to respect me. You might be bigger than me. And in the end, physically, you might get the best of me, but I'm still going to stand up for myself. I'm still going to defend myself. I'm still going to take pride in who I am. Right. Um, I think the biggest problem we have nowadays, though, is this is part of it is, as we were talking about the Michigan shooter, is this. The physical and mental wear and tear of bullying can cause serious psychological issues causing people to lash out in a way yeah that you know you you take the you take the uh shootings in Colorado i would be willing to bet that if we really broke that down there's a whole timeline of verbal abuse maybe physical abuse that went along with the columbine shootings that I'm not saying that they're a good reason, and I'll never justify that because that was a tragedy of of epic proportions. Like, yes. I don't want anybody to walk away from this not knowing that I believe that what happened in Columbine was was probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest American tragedies in history. But I think there are more factors that go into that than people know. But also... Sometimes bullying gets attributed to too many things. Okay. Your life is not a wreck just because you got bullied. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Let's just make that really clear. It's, it's not, if you're an adult and you've been, you were bullied when you're a kid or something or whatever, you need to get that resolved, but that's not the cause. You can't just keep blaming that for your yeah, issue. Yeah, for sure. Okay? Yeah. I, I need to make that really clear. And, and let me be clear, too. That I, I'm saying factor. I'm not saying cause, right? I'm saying it was probably a factor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of, of probably what would culminate into a thousand factors, I right? Mean, I know in, in the workplace, you mentioned workplace. Mm-hmm. Um it was funny that there was actually something called the Workplace Bullying Institute. <laughs> there's an institute for everything, man. I know, but it was like, okay. You know there's an underwater basket weaving institute, I'm right? I'm sure there is. <laughs> they found that 30% of workers have directly dealt with bullying at the office and 43.2% dealt with bullying while working remotely. Yeah. That's a lot of freaking people that feel like they're being bullied in some way. 
And I think now we need to differentiate as you're as an adult, right? I think we need to differentiate between being overly sensitive and being bullied too. Yeah, that's where right? I was going. Because I looked at this and I was like, well, what, what are they qualifying as? Well, I mean, cause you know, having, this is, this is, this is really getting back to the point of like how certain ideas or ideologies are getting bullied. Yeah. Like, if you have a difference of opinion, you're, you think you're getting bullied at that point. Yeah. And I'll say this, it, when you're in college, if all you see is that if somebody comes in with a different, pers- like different ideas and then they don't allow them to speak or they get bullied while they're speaking and that's what you think is the right way to deal with stuff, you're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this, this, all this stuff kind of comes back into this whole thing. Like if, if okay. Research has found that 60% of U.S. students have been victims of cyberbullying. Yep. 30% higher than that of, like, playground bullying. Okay? So, if we look at everything going, okay, well, now, not only nowadays do we have just, like, the physical kind of playground bullying, as they say here, but you got a whole lot of all this other stuff, like, in the cyber world that people are getting bullied to now, which is more prevalent than ever. I mean, this just leads to, like, how we as parents need to like really help our kids protect themselves or re or, or like just be able to deal with things themselves, dude. Like you can't, you can't have your kid be online and stuff and not, ha- not like have these conversations about how to deal with somebody or how, what to think about like a, a bully situation or something. I think that's really key nowadays, man. We gotta, we gotta have, our own kids, if you're, you got to have these conversations about what to do, how to think about it, all those kind of things. Cyber bullies, especially, because that's, look, somebody can get online, man, anymore, and they'll like Photoshop your, you know, your, a picture of you into something else that was, that was, it's deeply offensive or hell, I've seen, um, uh, OnlyFans accounts be created for adults that, they never, but they just Photoshop their, you know, their faces onto other people and stuff. Yep. I mean, this is, this is the reality we live in nowadays. That's horrible, man. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's gotten so out of hand. You know, I struggle with technology in that area, right? Like, you know, I, I get a lot of good things out of technology, a lot of ability to study and grow as a person, but let's not, let's not be coy about it right technology is a weapon when made to be one right and you can use that weapon to really really damage people right and and by doing so i feel like you openly admit to the physical capability of damaging people right like yeah it's 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 very you know and that's why i get worried about things like ai and stuff like that because they feel like that's just another weapon in the sliver, right? Someone will figure out how to do it, right? Yeah. Like if there's a way to do it, there's a guy in his basement with his hoodie on in the dark Look, trying to figure out how we, to do it. We have people that are adults that are stalking teen and chat young chat rooms to oh, try dude. to find sexual victims. Yes. If you got that going on in the number we have nowadays, there's not much that's not possible with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very sad. I mean, you know, in dealing with the situations that I've dealt with with my son lately, the saddest part to me is not the bullying part. I realize that 
you know, you have to establish yourself in the hierarchy in a way in school, right? That's just part of the rite of passage, right? Well, but it doesn't have to be, but it is. It is. Um, I don't like it. I hate it, but it is. But the thing that bothers me the most is the absolutely inconsequential way that it was handled by the adults around them. Well, yeah. Like it, it nothing has been resolved. No. Like, like it, it, like nothing has been resolved. Like there's been no consequence. There's been no, you know, and that's the sad thing for me is, you know, when I got in trouble, when I was a kid, there was consequence and I had to pay that price. So I, I knew, I knew inherently that if, if I made a bad choice and I got caught in that bad choice, that I was going to have to pay a price for that. Nowadays, yeah. because of this whole, you know, this whole societal well, they are as they're built, right? Like, well, that's just who they are, which is, which, let me be clear, favorite phrase of all time, hot garbage. You you teach your kids when you, when you are in this situation, the way to handle themselves and that there's consequence. And that comes from a parent who, instead of wanting to instill values in their kid that makes them a credit to society that you want to make them blameless. So let me, let me say this. I think more than likely you, you have to understand that your child is eventually going to be a bullied. Yeah. So as a parent to help them grow into adults that don't have these longstanding issues, teach them how to deal with it. So, so cyber bullying is different. Like yeah. a playground bully is actually pretty simple. Yeah. You got to stand up for yourself and just put them down. Yeah. I mean, look, it, that sucks, but that, you know, honestly, that's just kind of how, that's kind of how it has to go. Yeah. They're meeting you at a physical level. You kind of have to rebuff that in a physical level. Yeah. Honestly, sure. that's just kind of how that works. The cyberbullying and stuff, though, that's completely different. You, If you retaliate the same way that they're doing to you, now that's a whole that, – that goes to another level. Well, you're just perpetuating an yes, already bad situation. Exactly. So so what I would – what I'm going to – the only – I mean, really the only way is to help your kids feel good about who they are as much as you can yeah. and to help them understand when to be affected by something and when not to, when to let things go, when to not to. Yes. Cause the idea here is that eventually like if your face gets Photoshopped on top of something else or whatever, cause I've seen actually the only reason why I say that, cause I see that happen. You got to understand what that is and it's a cry for help for somebody else. Well, and as parents too, you also need to remember that, you know, you when when someone uses your son's or daughter's image, if they're a minor, without express written consent, that's a federal crime. Yeah. So you need to approach it as such. You need to get the authorities involved. Sure. Right. Um. But you're not doing the same thing. Yeah, you're not doing the same thing. But you need to contact the authorities. You need to see an attorney. You need to say, hey, this is not okay. They they are using my son or daughter's image without express written consent, and those those parents. I hate to say it, man, but the parents need to be taught a lesson too. They do, but your your relationship with your son or daughter, yeah, is critical. They have to feel comfortable coming to you because they're going to feel weak. Yeah, they're going to feel powerless. 
yeah. they're going to feel like they did something wrong. And that's that's where that's where you're you as a parent if you've if you've done your damnedest to be there and to stand up and to like raise them up and everything else that's where it's going to pay dividends. Yeah. Cuz I'm telling you man if it got to the point where your relationship was was not so great or that you know they didn't feel really comfortable talking to you or something then you're re- they're going to hold that in and that's going to create like all these all kinds of problems. All these problems. All kinds of problems. Now on the other side of that if you're a if you're a parent how do you know if your kids being a bully? So here's one article said they're prone to physical violence. Mm-hmm. Coming home with items that don't belong to them. Yep. Uh, they have difficulty expressing feelings or understanding others' feelings, which I think most teenagers would fall in that category. Um, their social relationships marked by conflict or aggression, rough or aggressive in their social interactions, mm-hmm. unwilling to accept responsibility for their actions. That's just one psychological article that pointed that out. But, you know, you got to know your kids. I mean, and, and also, too, with the cyberbullying, you need to be policing that. Yeah. You need to be able to access. Yeah. You got you to have, mm-hmm. you know, things monitored through your house with firewalls and with restrictions and with um, there's some software I used to run on my, my, um, uh, my son's laptop that took screenshots every so often and reported every website they went to and all the time they spent on such and such and so I, I kept man it was it was kind of exhausting because you'd have to like look at that like yeah ugh. but i did that for a reason i wanted to know everything right so 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 you got you got to take these steps and there's tools out there to help you with the cyberbullying thing there is well just to know what your kids are doing right um and then you know when they when people get to an adulthood and they're doing these type of things. I guess if you're being bullied by somebody and you're an adult in a workplace or something, I guess the first realization that needs to happen is that these people are broken. There's yes. something's going on. They've gone this far in life and all, and now they're still doing this. That doesn't mean don't take care of it, but it just means that you need to realize that there's a lot more going on there than just that. Yeah. And that these people really need some help. Now you need to protect yourself as a, as to not be a victim. So there's definitely workplace laws and everything else in place to do this kind of thing. Um, you don't feel like it's a bad thing for you to go to HR and say, Hey, this is what's going on. This needs to be taken care of. And if it's far enough, you go to the authorities with it. Yeah. Don't listen to the, look, look, I know this for a fact. Do not, do not think that you don't, you don't have a legal or a criminal way that you can do things. The corporate corporation is going to help make you think that it has to contain into their environment. That's what they want. So it doesn't get exposure, but handle everything in house. But you, you really need to understand that that's not your only way. Yeah. Now, if they handle it in house, the guy gets fired or whatever and go, okay, that's, that's fine. But I'm just saying, if they don't do what you need and they keep going on and that's your, then you need to go f- beyond that. And that's, that's, that's the truth of it. And don't be afraid of it. Cause there's, there actually is laws on the books that protect you from those situations. Well, and you know, we've covered kind of adult bullying and, but there's another kind of bully. The government? No, <laughs> they're not. They're, I don't think they're smart enough to bully people. I think they just do crazy stuff. And the bully. IRS sure does. Yeah, but he, there's another bully, and this one really bothers me, but it's more on an applicable basis. It's the 
older individual that thinks by yelling or screaming at someone that they'll get their way mm. or by being condescending or overly aggressive that they'll get their way. Mm. And that to me is the most hands down pathetic form of bullying that exists. You mean to tell me that you've hit your mid fifties and mid sixties and you have so poorly done life and so poorly attempted to harness the basic ability to negotiate situations and negotiate through things and show patience and kindness that you think that gives you some kind of internal right to be crabby, mean, pissy, and rude to people. And to me, that that is the most pathetic form of bullying in the sense that you at this point should know better. I mean, look, I think everybody's got a God-given right to be an asshole. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody has a yeah, bad but day. I, don't, I, I, I know that too, but you know that person. I know. I like, know dude, if you and I have ever had a tight situation where one of us have been like a douche for a second, we usually roll back to it and we're like, you know what, dude, I'm sorry I was a douche. I didn't mean to be a, a well, yeah, complete well, and utter I know. I guess I'm, tool, just, right? I'm just specifying there's like, there is a line between being an asshole. I'm talking about being, the person that every time they go to the grocery store, yeah, they have to stop somebody and complain because they don't have something in stock as if that 16-year-old stalker is capable of solving that problem. They have to gripe at the manager. They have to gripe at the cashier. They have to whine about everything. They have to, log, they have to lock down everybody else's day because they got to sit there and listen to them. Or Moreover, uh, I am a member of this, and because I am a member of this, I feel I have the right to tell other people how to do life and be as rude and, and, and hostile as possible. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Well, like, dude, yeah. everybody has a day where they're not, they're not okay. Right? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm you and I could probably go back and talk about 20 of them right now if we thought about it. <laughs> but I'm talking about that person that is consistently – and repetitively just ridiculous. Well, the, there's again, there's more issues than that. Yeah. You haven't dealt with your stuff. Yeah. And I think this, look, I, I don't, I don't have any issue going to see getting therapy for something. Um, I know a lot of people do, but for me, it just seems like that's it's just another form of a doctor. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I get why you, you wouldn't want to open up, but if you're talking about somebody who's legally bound to keep your sessions private, mm -hmm. like there's, they'll get the license taken away and stuff. If they don't, you know, I, I, I think you should feel like it's okay to go see. Yeah. You should be able to go talk about those go, things. Go talk about stuff. It's but, like, but here's the thing I don't understand. Right. Um, I feel like you're you're long enough down the road to kind of reflectively look at the relationships yeah, that you have. People in life. don't do that, bro. Like for me, like I made a conscious decision. I want to say three to four years ago, where I was no longer going to invest in relationships that didn't invest back. Right? Can't pour out all the time. Right? There's they have to. There has to be some pour back in. And. In doing so, I realized that several of the relationships that existed in my life 
I wasn't being bullied in the relationship, but they were bullies. And that's where the drama came from. I'm going to lean into people and then I'm going to come to you and be like, I can't believe. And, and for me, there's, there's gotta be a point in your existence where you look back and go, man, none of my relationships work out. Nobody likes me. See that, that, but that's the problem that I I think we're, you're, you're just saying what it needs to happen. Yeah. You know, it, you, we have to have points of self-reflection somewhere along the way. But but they somehow manage to miss those points yeah. of self-reflection, right? But, I mean, you're not going to solve it if you don't. Yeah. You know, you're either going to get in real big trouble because of something you did. Yeah. Or, or you're just going to wind up being a very lonely human being. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's just it. If you find yourself in a situation, I mean, this goes back to just like where, you know, being self-reflective often is a great thing. Everyone should do that. But, you know, if you can't deal with that, then that's what I mean. It's It probably goes beyond just a reflective moment. It goes into, yeah. like, you Counseling got some stuff, you you some got some stuff going, going on, on, you know? Hurt people hurt people, man. That's the way it works. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, but, but this goes back, though. Okay. People you can solve. Yeah. Okay? People can get help if they want it. People can can help themselves being bullied. Yeah. There's there's avenues for this thing, for those type of situations, criminal or otherwise. Um, we have to understand though too that we're in a environment where our culture is allowing certain types of bullying to happen because of ideological differences or whatever the case may be. So the I guess the 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 kind of conclusion here is that. You can, as a parent, you definitely can affect and influence and make sure your child is either not a bully or when they are bullied, they handle it or you help them handle it, okay? When they get older, you know, if you've done your job as a parent, they'll hopefully not be affected as much as some of the others or they go to somewhere to have it dealt with. So it's perfectly okay for anybody to go get therapy. That is totally okay. Most insurance companies have psychological psychiatry built into the policies. Use it. If you haven't got, look, I don't even say this. If you haven't seen a therapist in like a long time, go see one. Yeah. Just go, just use one of your visits that you have on your thing. Check under the hood, man. Just, just go check it out. Just say, hey, I'm just here because I don't know. I'm, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to, you got to take ownership of yourself. Yeah. You, you got to do that. And also, too, if you're able, help those that can't help themselves. Yeah. Look, there's plenty of people I know whether because of fear or it's just a lack of self-esteem or something, they, they won't do this. Be the, be a friend, be a good brother or sister go just be there for them. Help them out. Yeah. Well, that's that, uh, that you said that is great because everything I tie to the Bible. So let's tie this to the Bible. Let's do it. Um, first Corinthians 13, five love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not keep a record of wrongs. Proverbs 19.11, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. 
James 119, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. All right. So guys, now that we've, let me tell you what the Bible says to do about bullying. And I go to Matthew because of course, a lot of wisdom in Matthew, but Matthew 544, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. So, you know, if I were to give any advice on how to deal with a bully in the sense of, especially an adult bully, um, pray for him, man. Talk to him. You know, try to find resolve in the situation, right? It, it may not occur, but I'm always one talk first, right? What's going on? Why are we, Why? how did we get here? How do, how do you, you know, um, we got to love our enemies, man, because we're required to love everybody. But, now that now nowhere in the Bible does it say allow yourself to be abused, right? <laughs> yes. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, "Well, Jesus so so spoke, they, let yourself be abused." Everybody that loves exist. that one that's like turn turn the other cheek, right? Mm-hmm. That's if somebody's saying something, yeah, uh, trying to be offensive towards you or whatever. Yeah, let that go. You know that should have no effect on you. However, that does not actually mean a physical slap, a yeah. physical action. Defend yourself. Yeah. You're Stand, fully yeah. authorized by the biblical text to defend yourself. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. So there's that. I mean, no. I, I mean, now that doesn't mean, <laughs> let me, let's be clear. That doesn't mean like if somebody says something and you let it offend your heart to just go up and mollywomp somebody. No, That's not, no. But, you no. know, if you're attacked physically, defend yourself, right? Um, but also remember, you know, and I and I tell my sons this when they deal with people who are very abrasive. I always tell them, I was like, you don't know what's going on inside that house, so have a little grace, right? Exactly. Understand that. Understand that. Uh, you know, people can say a lot of things. Words have no power unless you give them power, right? I mean, um, this is this. I, I will just go back to what the Jocko Willink and Jordan Peterson interview. Mm-hmm. Be dangerous, but be disciplined. That's right. Have it. You, it's does you no good to not be able to inf, uh, to be capable of violence. Yeah, but be disciplined to keep it. You got to be. You have to have a monster under the hood. Yeah. There's no virtue in weakness at all. No. Right. But not everybody's going to be my frame. Yeah. Never. Not everybody's going to. It's just you look, you're not. And that's OK. <laughs> but you still need to stand up for yourself. Yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, it, you know, and to be clear, what I when I say there's no virtue in weakness, weak men in the general sense don't accomplish much. No. Right. So and by weakness, I mean, weak of will, weak of motivation, like you can be weak of a lot of things. Um, Chain the beast up, but know when to take the lock off. Right. Now, that's the key. Oh, oh, oh. I Uh just thought of this. Okay, there was a big thing that happened not that long ago with a delivery driver and like a YouTube guy who does pranks. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this or not. No, I haven't. This I'm goes to this bullying thing, though, really, yeah. really well. I got I to find it again, too. But the delivery driver was at, like, a 
Popeye's chicken or something in a mall. Yeah. Was picking up an order to go take somewhere. And this guy on YouTube does these pranks where he like has his phone and says like, puts oh, in your this face. is the dude that got shot. Yes. Yes. I absolutely know what you're talking yeah. about. I watched that video. Right. And so this guy is like up in his face and there's two of them. Right. Yeah. And so this delivery driver pulls out his gun and just shoots him. Yeah. Right. Yep. They ruled that not guilty. As they should have. Self-defense, stand your ground. That's what it was, right? Yeah. But that was a guy getting bullied by two dudes on some stupid prank thing. Yeah. And he, look, he wasn't going to take it. Now, I'm not, look, whoa, whoa, whoa on everybody who says, I think that he, you should shoot people. for <laughs> No. But there's an, ex- he, look, he had enough. He took you, action. You asked him. He in the video. He verbally asked them to leave him alone multiple more times. than once, multiple times. And look, man, here's the way I see that. I can't believe I just thought of that, though. It's perfect for this. Don't start <laughs> no business. Won't be no business, no, right? I mean, like, <sighs> let me ask you. I mean, do you all do you think at all on any level that it is good common sense to walk up to a man that you do not know, you do not know his mental state, you do not know what he is carrying on him, you do not know what his what his temperament is, and to begin assailing him verbally and thinking that it's funny, and then you get shot and you're shocked. You're just a moron. I just wonder, like, I, I don't know this guy's stuff. Yeah. Like, he's had to have been, like, assaulted many times. Yeah. I can't imagine. Or, or maybe he just doesn't approach people who are, like, because he's a big guy. Maybe yeah. he doesn't approach bigger guys. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't do that. Maybe he actually deliberately goes to, like, people who he sees yeah. as, like, smaller or something. Smaller in stature. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but at the, but I'm just, but even then, there's a guy. He's way smaller than this six-foot-five dude. Yeah. And he's got a means to defend himself. He does this bully doesn't yeah. know that does all this nonsense and gets shot because he was an idiot. Yeah. You got what you got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't look chalk don't, it up to ignorance, man. I, I know, but I mean, that's a, th- that's a great example. I mean, well, okay. Not a great, I shouldn't say great example. Cause really no one wants to shoot anybody, but I'm just saying like bullying led to a consequence that wasn't pretty. It was pretty immediate. Yeah. And I mean, especially in, in today's day and time. Yeah. I mean, look, if you got all these crazy people running around, I'm telling you more and more people are carrying weapons. Yeah. Well, there's a guy in Britain. Um, he was interviewed on Pierce Morgan live. Um, and he was arrested and prosecuted like pretty severely because he had a whole Instagram thing where he would go around and just, play these just like the worst kind of pranks on people like telling people their relatives were dead and and doing stuff and thinking that this was funny and he is now he has a felony criminal record he's being prosecuted by the government i mean you gotta listen bullies um smear campaigns go both ways man like you go out there and you you hit the wrong dude you do the wrong thing you could wind up with lifelong consequences for one dumb action. One dumb action. And and let me just say that if you are thinking about doing anything like that, understand that I've known some people who do not look intimidating. Yeah. But they will mess you up. Yeah. I mean, I've known 
dude, I know a couple, man, more than a few who weren't very big. They don't look very, very unassuming, very people. unassuming dudes, the gold dudes though, man. They, they, but let me tell Solid you something, brothers, they will tear They don't need a gun. Yeah. They will tear you up. Yeah. So that's the thing. Eventually, a bully runs into another guy who's not going to take that stuff. And it doesn't really matter what they look like. They're going to take care of business. All right. So let's put ourselves in the other shoes. Okay. All right, Reggie, I'm going to propose something to you. You're a bully. And your instant reaction to anything you don't like is to intimidate people. Okay. What do you think you would need to do? In order to change that behavior, if you were, let's say you're at that crossroads and you're like, hey, you know, I'm obviously this isn't really working that well. What would you think would be the beginning of the avenue for change if you were in that situation? It de- it really depends, dude. And I'll tell you this, because if it's if it's something I've been I, I'm. I haven't dealt with, I don't realize I have a problem with. Yeah. Then it's going to take a it's going to take getting shot. Yeah. It's going to take something really big. It's going to taste taking a pretty wicked beat. It is. You know? you know, there's some little guy who's going to have to literally knock my stuff back in place okay. or something, right? It's going to have for, for me to realize I, I'm i not as big and bad as I thought I was. Um, You know, thankfully, this is the, I mean, look, I'll just say this. Thankfully, when I was in school, I was not a big guy. Yeah. When I was in school at university and stuff. I was not a big guy. So I I didn't I didn't grow up with a big guy complex, right? Mm-hmm. So now that I am, I don't carry around the big guy complex. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who I think would be that way, you know, yeah. unless unless they've, you know, grown up and matured and you know, realized they're not any different than anybody else kind of. But yeah, it would take something big, dude, I think if I was in that situation where I'm just caught, I'm just over and over in my head, I'm just like I can do whatever I want. Matter of fact, last time I went to a metal festival uh, up in Connecticut, actually, um, I knew a record guy who had got me some tickets and stuff because we were talking to him about some a deal or whatever. This has been a long time ago. Um, and and uh, I went to this. I, I vowed I would never go to a metal show again because there was like um, at least a dozen times where I about got into a physical confrontation because there were so many of these other people that thought they were just, and, and I find it, that any kind of metal show, there's hyper aggressive males. It is. And, but, but, but most of the time, most of the time though, if you go to like, if you go see like an actual real metal show, most of the people are actually awesome. Great. Yeah. But if you go to a festival though, where in the summer, when there's a bunch of dudes running around just drinking beer and running around with their shirt off and all this stuff, bro. That that unleashes a whole different animal. Of, yeah, and and it's it's something else. I know my buddy though. I had a real great friend of mine. Right, he he went to I forgot what show, <laughs> and this guy was like rammed into his wife, mm-hmm. knocked her down. So the and then the the so my buddy said, whoa whoa whoa, you can't do that. And, and so the guy started mouthing off to him. My buddy is six foot eight. Played on the line for Ball State University. 400 pounds. Huge man. And this guy just turned around and started mouthing off and doing everything. Obviously didn't understand what he was doing. 
Yeah. My buddy just whopped someone. And I mean, dude was down, done, donezo. Like, just walk. And then my buddy just walks away with his wife. Now, there, <laughs> obviously, there's a consequence that was immediate. Yeah. You know, messing with the wrong dude. Yeah. But it's it was it was it, that's hilarious though that somebody would do that to my buddy of mine because he's well I mean he's not so- like when I was a kid like when I was a kid if you had a beef with somebody y'all went out back and punched each other a little bit and then you either went your separate ways and it died or you laughed and shook hands after it was over well I right? I had one fight when I was in school I mean it was one guy who was picking on me he kept picking on me kept picking on me kept picking on me. he was older than me he was bigger than me and I I was playing clarinet. So I had my little clarinet case. We we're going out to the hallway. He smacks me in the head with this stupid book and then puts me up against the wall. So I just dropped my clarinet case and I freaking beat him. I didn't, you know, we, I don't even remember because it was like, it was over really quick. It was like one of those things where somebody broke us up like really fast, but I never got into a thing with that dude ever again. Never. Cause I just, I, I've stood up for myself and took care of it. Right. And, and I, that's all I had to do. I didn't get in trouble. I had to stay home one day, but I got to make up all my work. Cause my mom came in, told the principal that he will be able to make up everything he misses. It's, I understand it's a requirement for him to miss school after a fight, but he, so I had a parent. That stood up for me too. Yeah. And that guy did, got suspended for like three freaking days. And that's something else. Stand up for your kids. Yes. Stand up for your kids. You know, don't let them take that. Don't, don't, you know, I will always tell my sons, you know, you know, don't listen, right? Like a lot of what they say is just, honestly, it's just unoriginal. It's just the same garbage that everybody else has said. But as parents, our job is to absolutely on every level protect our children. And that includes from schoolyard bullies. That includes, and if that means you got to get in contact with some parents, like you said, if you got to connect to some people and be like, hey, you need to know that this is a live enough situation where I as an adult have chosen to go past the school system and directly to you as a parent. And we need to deal with this. That's okay. Because that parent is obviously not aware that their child is engaging in this behavior. So you need to make them aware and you need to make them aware that someone knows and you need to make them aware that you're not the person that's going to sit there and just ignore it. I did. I had a semi scary situation um, with my son where I had to go to see a adult um, and I was pretty hot and, uh, there was some strong words said, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, man, there's just, there's just, there's so many times, I guess, where you just have to stand up and it is scary. Look, dude, it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how much, you know, going to confront somebody is not a, it's not an easy thing to do. No, it takes a lot of heart, a lot you, of courage. You really have to, you really have to get, you really have to be courageous and understand what you're doing. 
that, you know, things could go really bad. Somebody could get hurt, man. Yeah. I mean, even you. But it's more important for you to be there for your kid or yeah. yourself or whatever than, you know. Yeah. Now, and, obviously, don't get into death, like yeah. a life-threatening situation. But, you know. But you, stand up. I mean, yeah. That, that's know, the whole point here. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 I, and I, again, I'm not like, go find their parent and do, do to them. No. But stand up and be like, hey, I see this. I'm aware of it. I'm actually now hyper aware of it because I'm now talking to you. So you need to get your kid under control or this is, this could have legal but consequences, you, you right? Need, you need to understand though, this is, this is critical. And I'm telling you from experience, you're walking onto someone else's property. Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're easily going to be, could be trespassing. That's true. You're going to confront somebody who is probably not going to respond well to what you're saying. And, uh, it's that conversation is likely not going to go good. Right. Yeah. So, so just, I've, I've been there and I'll just, I'll just preface that by saying, um, I know it's not, look, that that's really like a, a, a last, you, you really need to use that because they're, they're, that is a dangerous situation. Yeah. It's, you're walking into a lot of unknowns. You are. So, so if you, you can prepare for some of it, but not all of it. You're definitely going to be in a situation where it could easily legally be turned into your fault. But if it's a situation that's big enough for your kid or whoever, then you need, you need to accept that though. I yeah. guess this is where I'm going with it. Every, yeah. every action now has a legal consequence or, or an opposite or, an or, equal or, reaction. Yeah. I mean, so, so they, they could have. In my situation, we there was no weapons drawn or anything like that. Um, frankly, I, I was surprised I was able to keep my cool enough, you know, to like have a conversation. But it it did, and it worked out okay. But that could have easily not been that way. Yeah. So I mean, I I just want to pre- <laughs> We've talked a lot about standing your ground and, and and you know standing up to people and bullying has consequences, but. The, the reality is that standing up to bullying has consequences. St- yes, it does. It does. You know, and, and here's what I would really, if, if I was to give you, you know, kind of drawing this to a, a logical conclusion, if I could give you three pieces of advice on how to deal with a bully advice, number one would just be if someone has a bad, like if you have one bad situation with somebody, that's probably not a bully. That's probably not just yet. somebody who was having a crappy day. Yeah. Let it go. If you're having a repeated situation with somebody who's taking or attempting to take advantage of you, stand up for yourself. Tell them no. Try to deal with it on your own. You know. But if it continues to a point of abuse, take the avenue that is best for you to handle that, whether that's a legal avenue or Maybe you think you can have a conversation with them. I, I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I've dealt with a couple of bullies in my life, um, but I've not had that many interactions with bullies in the sense of me having an issue. It was usually one of my friends being bullied, and I had to go step in over there. Um, but just understand and know that, you know, you you have to properly recognize the situation right like sometimes some you know especially with our 
very sensitive, far left individuals, just because somebody doesn't like what you do or say, and they, they give an opposing opinion. That's not that, a bully that does not make right. It's it, you're not a bully because you don't think the way someone else thinks. Um, there's definitely lines that you have to cross to become a bully. Um, so, so just really be aware of the situation. Don't, don't take a single encounter unless it's a full on assault, right? Uh, don't take a single encounter as, oh, this is a bully, right? All right. Well, this guy was obviously had something stuck up his rear today. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Now, if it comes back tomorrow and the same thing happens, and then the next day and the same thing happens, you have a pattern, right? It's a pattern of behavior. And now you know you got a bully. But always, you know, I know you're the I know in the situation I'm talking about the person getting bullied, but just have a cool head, right? Don't assume that someone is a bully because of a single interaction, right? And also recognize that. Words don't have power unless you give them power. But anyway, what I'm saying is just keep a cool head, right? It's easy to get emotional when you feel like someone is is doing you wrong. And you rightfully show it's that's a hard thing. But that initial reaction shouldn't be what you base everything off of, right? Gather information, make sure it's a pattern, and then approach it with whatever gusto necessary at that point, right? Like whether that's a stern conversation or y'all got to go out back and knuckle crack each other for 10 minutes, whatever that winds up being. I don't know what that is, but you know, keep a cool head in the beginning, right? Cause a lot of people cry bully over some ridiculous stuff, right? Well, yeah. Like if it, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are things that Reggie and I don't agree on, but I'm not going to like paint Reggie to be a bully because he has a differing opinion than me. That's just not the way it works. Oh, but I mean, I wouldn't even care if you did because it don't really wouldn't really matter. Yeah, that's the same thing <laughs> with me. Would, I'm like, yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate you. <laughs> but anyway, well, Reggie, you have any closing thoughts on this one? Uh, we're good. And I, I do want to give out a word of encouragement. Um, if you are being bullied and you feel helpless in the situation, please reach out to someone. Reach out to a parent, a teacher someone at your church, someone who can be an advocate for you, right? Because you have a right not to live in terror. And if you're an adult, you're being bullied. Same thing. Exactly. Take take care of yourself. You have a right to care about yourself enough not to allow people to take advantage of you. And there's ways to handle it. So just, you know, if you're being bullied, don't don't stand for it whether that's going as a kid, going to a principal or a teacher or a parent, or as an adult going to HR or wherever you got to go, stand up for yourself, make it clear that this is not a pattern that you're willing to be a part of. So that way, when the next bully comes and looks at what the last bully did, that bully well, is but far just, less it's, likely. It's just don't feel, don't, don't feel like it. You're weak because you need help. Yeah. Look, everybody, everybody needs help. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know that's a thing. I get it. I, I do. But I'm hey, just especially saying, as men. Yeah, I mean, but you know, we we all have points in our life where we we need help. I mean, that's why having a uh, close some close people that are confidence is almost required anymore. <laughs> but yeah, yep. All right, guys, have a good night. Please 
like us on Facebook. Uh, check out Instagram, Snap, Twitter, dislike, whatever subscribe. it is we might have. Hate me, love me, hate us, love us. You know, we we want you to interact with us. That's what we want. You know, sounds like a desperate ploy, but I'm saying it anyway. We want interaction. We want you guys to respond. We we want to be in the discourse with you so that we can have this conversation with you, right? It's the purpose of what we're doing. R&B Talks, we're out. See you guys.